there in Earth. Uh, my name is Matthew Crawford. I'm the host of Rounding the Earth. And uh, today we're, 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 we have a special guest. Well, we're running a re-interview. Uh, my friend Mark uh, was here a couple weeks ago talking about, uh, you know, potential harm from the lipid nanoparticles and my fault. Uh, somehow I, I uh, cut off the live stream as soon as I had started it. So we only wound up with the last 22 minutes of the conversation. But this is a really important conversation because um, we're talking about why it is that the vaccines uh, might be causing harm for some people. And he has uh, been collecting um, you know, evidence and, and sort of like crafting a model for months, uh, looking at it from several directions. And he thinks that the lipid nanoparticles are most likely responsible for the cardio vascular damage that uh, that people are seeing. So I'm going to bring him in here and we're going to we're going to talk about that today. Hey Mark, how are you? Hi Matthew, good to see you. I'm fine. You. Um so uh, why, don't, why don't you introduce yourself for the audience uh, or introduce yourself again since I have erased your your introduction from previously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, I, I guess this time we're live, so I, it looks like it's working this time. Um, you know, Mark Giordo, I'm, I'm a Franco-American uh, based out of Paris. Uh, background is essentially business. So I'm, uh, uh, I have two MBAs. I actually have one MBA from INSEAD. I'm a consultant. I've been trained in the scientific method at Booz Allen Hamilton, for those of you who know that firm. I, um, I've worked for Cisco for about 15 years. I was their uh, head of their automotive um, internet business solutions business. Um, and, and, and basically, I, um, I have been working in biotech in and out for the past 10, 12 years. Um, had a deep dive, um, sort of pre-COVID introduction to immunology and immuno-oncology working for um, an awesome a French startup that's developed uh, two anti-cancer uh, therapeutic vaccines. Um, and I basically have been working for two and a half years, uh, probably not as much as you, Matthew, because you've been at it 100%, but I've, I've worked a ton. Um, I first worked on the the epidemiology of it all. Um, basically, the whole of 2020, I was trying to figure out a number of things. I've um, I wrote a few pieces first on um, the 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 lethality rate, which I had modeled very early on, and very early on had had for me proven that it was around 0.1 percent, uh, or at least it was certainly not. Uh, you know, and it varies by country. It could be at 0.2 percent, but it can't be at 1 percent or 2 percent. Um, and then I, I realized something that was very interesting around the uh, the link between density and mucosal immunity, which I I thought and I'm I'm still pretty convinced that actually the data on the field convince uh, shows that is that the um, there is a, a quasi permanent mucosal immunity, which means it is um, sterilizing in highly dense countries so or or or, or actually um, locations and that explains for the famous asymptomatics uh, asymptomatics are people who are and, immune and that, that's what you called super immunity right yeah well I, I in one of my articles i called that super immunity uh, because it is the immunity that guarantees that you you don't fall sick again when you know when your family catches it and then a month later <laughs> You're cured, but then you catch it again. 
right? That that would have meant from an evolutionary standpoint, that would have been a, a, a permanent feedback loop that, that would have killed anybody who didn't have that immunity, for sure. Um, so I, I worked on this piece first. And then um, in 2021, I started working with Panda, whom you're, you're also part of. Um, and very, very early, very early, I, I saw the signs in the quote-unquote COVID, COVID deaths that something was wrong. And, 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 and the, the, essentially what I saw was um, a few things. One, if you get um, you know, a depletion of the, what is called the susceptibles, the people who can, who are no longer, who are not immune, uh, once it gets depleted every, every you know, every winter, um, the epidemics uh, basically trickles down and you don't kill anybody anymore. Um, that's what we were seeing. You know, there was a peak in um, uh, November 2020. And from November 2020, in most Western countries, it was going down rapidly. November, December down. And it should have finished in January. And magically... Overnight in New Year's Eve, uh, that the curve went back up, and for me that was extremely, extremely a red flag, a big, huge red flag, because mathematically, immunologically speaking, that's a, an impossibility. That's that that was not possible. And, okay? and, and since then, uh, the demographics have changed. Like who, who gets sick? Um, you know, much uh, the the curve has gotten much younger uh, than it was. Uh, it was something where uh, almost everyone affected at first was extremely elderly. Uh, but one thing, I, I don't know if you mentioned this, I just want to mention for everybody in the audience, uh, if you want to, you can uh, catch um, Mark's uh, Substack at uh, covidmythbusters.substack.com, uh, and I'll have that in a link uh, yeah. in the videos later on. Um, sorry, I'll, I'll let you continue. No, no, it's, I, you're right. I should, have, I should have talked about COVID Mythbusters because I've written about 30 different articles and I've touched on Nearly, I mean, I, I, nearly every single topic except genetics, because I'm, I don't know much about it and I'm not very interested in it. Um, but, uh, but I've touched on mask, I've touched on um, uh, I have, uh, on fatality rates, uh, I've touched on immunity, mucosal immunity, the importance of mucosal immunity, vaccine effectiveness, um, and, um, and also my, my theory. Now, uh, my theory... I call it is is actually a principle because fundamentally what it is we need to understand is that uh, these vaccines are occasionally um, uh, injected um, intravenously by accident. Okay, let's be very clear by accident. Um, now, the medical profession has been stating or believing, uh, hopefully most people uh, believed it in, in good faith that that was very rare um i found an article from 1936 that said it was every once every 10,000 people um and i think that's been you know what people have been saying for a very long time and i i think that's completely flawed that's wrong okay so first physiologically it's evident that um you know a muscle is highly vascularized <clears throat> by definition and therefore you will have a, a percentage you know, it's certainly not one in two, it's not one in three, but it is, to, in my estimate, one in 20. Okay, so if, if, um, if you inject 
uh, these vaccine um, one time out of 20 directly into the blood vessel. Um, that, that, that's a problem. That's, that's a very big, big, big problem. Why, why is it a mouse study where, where this was, uh, uh, tested, right? Where, um, the mice were given, uh, intramuscular versus, um, uh, direct, uh, you know, vascular injection. And those who received vascular injection fared much worse. There was very clear heart damage. Yeah. And, 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 and I, I think, well, those, those two studies were very interesting, but they, they did something that all researchers do when they in injected mice, they didn't create a bolus. They, they, they injected it very, very quickly. If they hadn't done that, they would most likely have killed the mice in, 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 in a matter of, of hours or minutes. Okay. So, uh, so define, define that for the audience. What is a bolus? That sounds like a balloon. Okay, so so so, you know they're um, you know in those TV shows they when they want to inject a product in you they typically they they have a saline bag right they 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 inject something and you have this saline bag going intravenously and the reason what they're trying to do is is actually um, deliver drugs or or you know, or actually food to, for that matter, or, you know, or, or vitamins or whatever in, in a, in a very smooth way, in a very homogeneous way. Okay. Uh, and, and there's a reason to that, right? Uh, there's a reason to that because if you don't do it, maybe there's a problem. Okay. And, and sometimes um, when you want to deliver a drug or product, for example, when you're having a brain scan and you're trying to get, you know, scintigraphy or whatever, they're going to inject you a bolus. They're going to create like a swarm of particles in, into your into your bloodstream that is going to um, basically get into the organs in a more con concentrated fashion. Um, that's what a bolus is, and you know all the all the videos that we've seen for the past uh, uh, nearly uh, two years in in terms of vaccination have been uh, basically injecting very brutally on the, the plunger. That would create a bolus. That would create a, a, a basically a sort of a, a packet of, of, of lipid nanoparticles or vectors or attenuated viruses. Uh, my theory works for, for the three of them, by the way. Um, that will hit in a concentrated fashion the arteries or um, or the organs now why why is that so important this concentration well if you have a thousand times the concentration at a surface level that you would have uh, when you do it intramuscularly the muscle being like a saline bag and you then basically the the transfection which is the transfer of an in, of an antigen of of something foreign to your body inside those cells will trigger an immune reaction but it will create it it will do it in a very concentrated way okay so so imagine uh it, it, in a way it, it's a bit like you know you're 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 drawing dots every uh every 10 centimeters it's okay right you hardly see it right if, if your eyes won't even detect it but if if you take all that paint and you throw it in a dash, that's what's happening. 
I, Got I, it. Can I can I cut in and ask a question? Yeah, sure. Uh, you know uh, what you said about um, like a, a concentrated sort of autoimmune reaction. Um, well, if, if everything is going in at once and then you have this concentrated amount, well, is it also still then relatively concentrated when it reaches the heart? Well, of course, more, it, more it, than it, it would be, right? Yes. Of, it, it, okay. So here I'm really talking the the, the first instance. Okay. Because that concentration gets diluted very, very quickly, so there's 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 basically a window of oper- of, of danger that ex- is extremely short when you when that is done. Uh, but I'm we're, I don't think we've explained why it's dangerous. It's dangerous because the the antigen that we are putting into the those healthy cells is going to trigger an immune reaction, and that healthy cell. Is going to be is going to be considered compromised by the immune system. Now, if the uh, and therefore the immune system is going to destroy that cell. Okay, that's the important thing. We don't. A lot of people are, are looking. It's going into the nucleus. It's changing the genes, etc. Fundamentally, I don't care about that because I know the immune system is going to destroy that cell. Now, I'd like to back off a minute. When when Tr- President Trump, you know, said. To everybody, well, what if we injected chlorine into the body? Everybody thought it was he was crazy. You're great, right? Oh, well, bleach. Yeah. Okay, bleach in 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 depending on concentration can be lethal or not. I mean, we're drink. You know, you drink sure. tap water has got especially in the U.S. You get you guys have high levels of chlorine in the water. Okay, you're ingesting that into your body. But you're not ingesting it as a, as a plunge as a as a toxic, and if you do that, you might have the same effect. But there's no difference. Okay, you're injecting a poison. You're injecting something that is going to kill cells. Now, there is, and, and and people will understand very clearly the difference between having it in the arm or in a saline bag. And having it injected directly into your body is the same difference as having a bulletproof vest that is going to absorb the shock and spread it across your body, and not and lifting your 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 your, your bulletproof vest and getting shot. You're going to have a concentrated hole. It's not going to be um, uh, spread, and 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 you're. And your body is not going to be able to repair. You understand? We we get you know we drink too much alcohol, some smoke, whatever. We're killing cells every day. That's you know I mean I'm not saying it's a it's not a problem. It is a problem to a certain extent, but it's not going to create severe symptoms because all those cells that are dying are going to be replaced very quickly by the neighboring cell. If so- the neighboring cell is gone then you have a problem. Okay. And and we're about to bring in, um, you know, Mark has some slides today. And so we'll be able to discuss this with, uh, with some diagrams in a moment. But basically the idea is that, um, is that by, by some injections are going to be um, vascularized more easily. And there's going to be uh, a heavy initial concentration, um, which creates the, the, the possibility for the, the body to go after one area and to begin doing damage that way yeah let me let me show you the difference let me sh- let me sh- show you an, uh, an example 
Um, can I, sh uh, where are you? So, um, skip the slide. Sorry. At the end. Sorry. I should have done this. I, I'm not, uh, you see, I, I have a lot of material. Okay. So you see, if, if you have a proper injection, right, full dilution, the way, and based on the data from, um, from Pfizer, basically you would have 30 lipid nanoparticle per square millimeter, right? Um, basically it's the potential of transfection. It doesn't mean that they're all going to transfect far from that, right? But maybe one or maybe a one in a thousand will transfect or maybe a, you know, or maybe a one in, in 200 will transfect. That's sure we don't have data on that. Um, but you can see that you only have 30, um, that, 30 bombs for 750 cells. You will never, you, you know, given the, the tr you know, transfection is complicated, you will never destroy that, that piece of one millimeter with, with those degrees of, of, of concentration, okay? Uh, and therefore, you know, if one transfects then, well, you know, the, the next, the neighboring cell will, will replace it. But in, the, in those very first minutes, when you've uh, injected, you get very high levels of concentration and they can go as high as 3000. I mean, more, more than that. I just did a simulation, very, very simplistic, but very basic um, of, of uh, and maybe I'm wrong, but, but it, the important thing is, is it, it shows what's happening. In this case, you have a pre-pulmonary concentration. You, you, you've injected into the deltoid, it went into a vein, the vena cava, it goes to the, it goes immediately to the heart, to the lungs, and then to back to the heart and the aorta. The, the PEG protects and peaches um, the transfection for some time, okay? Um, so there is a certain degree of, of, uh, of dilution. Um, you could have much higher uh, damage um, earlier but here is the simulation and if you have 3000 um uh, lipid nanoparticle for for 700 cells you could potentially destroy them all okay you have that potential right or at uh, least a bunch of them more than could repair easily exactly you know, and, that, to... and that of course you know that that that's you know that's that's going to last. That three thousand is going to replace by another three thousand, etc. So, so during that very limited amount of time, you can actually literally carpet bomb the endothelium. Okay, uh, they will not. The carpet bombing is sort of a indirect carpet bombing uh, because the it's the immune cells that will come in later on, uh, sometimes very quickly, sometimes with a, a slight delayed reaction. But then they will do the job. That's what they do. And you can count on them to destroy every single of those endothelial cells. And what's, what's to me is, is really um, very interesting, and that's, that's basically my, you know, my, uh, my theory, is that there, it's going to create four categories of pathologies. Now, 
the the first one is is the most is is not the most obvious actually it's 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 a, the longest it to take it basically is if that happens in the arteries uh the arteries are going to be stripped of their lining okay so what what does that do well um that that would probably <coughs> be a problem in terms of coagulation for sure even though it's so strict so stripped that maybe maybe that's not even a problem anymore i don't know but fundamentally what we've seen is for some people they're their arteries are decaying so they so behind that lining there's there's smooth muscle cells and these smooth muscle cells are there to hold to keep hold the the arteries they're fairly big and um and the people who died the autopsies have shown they were gone these 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 smooth muscle cells are gone um there's a sort of whitish gooey gooey elastic type of thing that replaces it uh which in my opinion is is most likely Elastine, which is right behind the smooth muscle cells, combined with um, crystals. Um, uh, uh, and this is where we can get this terrifying-looking yes. stringy clots. I, I have to I have to admit, you know, so many things have been strange during the pandemic that for months I wasn't sure whether or not I could believe. You know, even though even though like I, I trust Ryan Cole, I trust him because I've met him. I've mm. sat down and, and you know, uh, had uh, brunch, you know, breakfast with him. Uh, I've talked to him, at, you know, uh, but, you know, when I see these these cloths being pulled out of people in jars, mm. uh, I, I just think, you know, that's nothing like we've ever seen, nothing like we've ever experienced. Yeah, because they're not blood clots, okay? They're, they, I mean, some people are finding blood clots also, but they, but, but, but this is not... So they're, they're not clots in the standard sense. They're they're this other thing because the endothelial lining is, is gone being, is exactly. being ripped apart. Okay, so that's the first pathology. The second pathology is very simple. So, in a number of cases, either because the bolus is not high and is you know is not very 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 uh, peaky, is a bit uh, more f flatter because the person was a bit smoother, etc. What you get, and I, I described that in my article. Um, you, 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 maybe you can show it somehow. Um, what, what you, what you get is, is, is clusters of attacks basically. So, so you get this, but not on, not on the full aorta, but just on bits and pieces. And it's a bit like a thousand cuts, right? So you imagine your arteries with a thousand cuts. Now, what triggers coagulation when you bleed? It's the fact that the endothelium lining is cut. Okay, so if you have your, your arteries cut like that, you, you, your your blood is going to react and and with with coagulation factor. It's only normal, right? But it's in the arteries, and we all know from the movies when you get cut, you know, from the arteries, there's so much blood pressure. Uh, and they, they're so big that coagulation doesn't work, right? It goes down. So it's going to push those blood factors down into the, in, into the veins. If you're lucky, it's going to be processed properly uh, by the liver. If you're unlucky, it's going to go to your brain. It's going to go to, um, you can go down. Uh, um, that's the bolus. Uh, that's, the, that's the proof that it, it's exactly what we're seeing is that the immune system is attacking 
the endothelial lining. That's that's from that's not me who wrote that. Okay, so then yeah, then you have repairable, irreparable damage. Um, we 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 can we can talk to that if you want. That's the okay. Con, con, continue. Um, yeah. Okay. So so in any case, you're, what, what's what's happening is you have you have these uh, thrombosis. You have gangrene uh, happening, etc. Depending on where the thrombosis is going to happen, deep vein thrombosis is directly tied to that. Okay. After that, well, if after the aorta, it it goes to the organs. It's typically much more distributed and 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 disseminated, right? Uh, but if the the transfection is happening in the um, in the muscles. Oh, sorry, sorry, in the um, the organs, excuse me. Um, then, depending on on the severity, it can be hit very, very, you know, in a strong way. I, you know, you lose, you you, you have people whose whose gallbladder are, are entirely dead, um, or for example, the, one of my friends I'm talking about, whose um, whose whose lungs were basically destroyed, and thirty percent of his lung capacity was just annihilated. Um, so you'll have, I have a, I have a screen down from here where I show there's, there's, there's basically a variety of, of hits to, to the, to the, uh, to the organs going from myocarditis, which is mild compared to basically having, uh, a, a, you know, a ton of, you know, maybe 30% of your lungs destroyed or, or actually having your, 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 um, uh, your, your heart or your liver destroyed by, uh, you know, 100%. Uh, and, and we're seeing um, organ failures across. That happens normally fairly quickly, right? Because that means it, it, the, the transfection happens um, uh, um, immediately. Go, go down maybe a bit, just, uh, just one bit. Uh, the, the, um, so, you, so you can have some you know, myocarditis inflammation is actually relatively mild in this framework. I'm not saying it's not mild for the person who's living it, but compared to having the entire art destroyed or 30% of it destroyed, um, this is this is the risk. This is this works for uh, any organ. It it depends on what you what you showed earlier. Frankly, it's it's like an IP packet. You know, depending on the moment you inject. Um, uh, it, 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 yeah, exactly. That's the, that it's like IP packets, right? Depending on the moment you inject, um, it's going to go uh, more into the, the reproductive system or it's good to the brain or wh whatever. I mean, that's, that's pure, pure luck or unluck. I mean, if you're lucky, it goes to another muscle and in which case you're fine. Okay. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You said this applies to all of the different vaccines. All, all of the vaccines that bring a foreign material inside a healthy cell. So protein vaccines like Novavax are not doing that, right? Flu, traditional flu vaccines were not doing that. That's why we had huge, that's why, you know, remember when we were saying, well, there's, 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 you know, most of the, you know, high volume vaccines in the U.S. is the flu vaccine. Okay. Now that they're, you know, they're going to this new technology, we're going to have the same accidents, level of accidents that we've had uh, with, with, with the COVID vaccine. 
There's, there's no question. And, and there's, uh, there's a study I show here in this, um, that is, 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 is we, we've known about this. So wait, um, so wait, yeah. So the flu vaccines are being migrated over into this. I mean, I know there's the bivalent vaccine. That's one thing, Yeah. but, but uh, I, I guess a lot of people will then, you know, switch to that for their flu vaccines. Uh, a few weeks ago, maybe six weeks ago, I talked to um, Dr. Malone, uh, Robert Malone and, yeah. and his wife and his wife pointed out that, uh, there were 81 mRNA trials going on that were underway. Yeah, no, there's tons of them in a lot in cancer, um, uh, and and frankly, I, I think uh, I I don't know if if they would inject it that way in cancer. But again, it's I, I think we're we're going to get to the, what the point I'm making is a very very important point because you know in in when you have a theory or when you have uh, building a theory you need to have pointers and and here uh if you go up to at the very beginning of the, there's there's a there's a um there's a study that from 2015 that compares um here yeah this one All right maybe you make it a bit bigger this is this is a comparison of of adverse events that they actually well no 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 it's just uh, just enlarge it if you get it this is very important because you can see that one vaccine is a smallpox vaccine is transfecting. The other one is a flu vaccine is not transfecting. Okay. Look at the difference in terms of adverse events. One has 10.6% of adverse events with quite a few severe adverse events. The other one has 2% and they're all mild. Okay. That proves that, I, I mean, that if, if I were wrong... You know, I, I realized my theory when we were t when we were t working together a year ago or more than a year ago, actually, in May uh, 2021, when we were, you know, doing our benchmarks and I was doing, uh, you know, remember this island benchmark where um, I had I basically considered that there is no way you can catch uh, a cold on an island like Seychelles in May, you know, I was like, this, this doesn't make sense to me. So I'll consider that all the people who are dying of COVID are dying of the vaccine. And when I looked into it, I was like, well, hold on a second. They're having the Sinovac vaccine, which is, which is not, which is a traditional attenuated virus vaccine. Um, and I was like, okay, so something's different. It's not the mRNA. You know, everybody was saying it's the mRNA and everybody uh, uh, it wasn't, it could still be the spike, uh, the spike could still be the cause, but it was not the mRNA per se. Um, I read also, I mean, something that also, uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, if, if I could slow down and, and share that point with everyone, <clears throat> uh, Mark and I, uh, last year when, when people were trying to figure out, you know, is there a way to show that the vaccines are causing death? Um, before Mark and I really started working together, we, we both did independent analyses that were very similar. Now, Mark's focused more specifically on island nations. And he looked at island nations and he saw that, um, that after uh, vaccine uptake, that uh, their cases of COVID began to explode and, and measured um, a number of attributable deaths per million um, doses are per million people, doses. per million doses based on um, based on those numbers. 
and it came out to be almost exactly. And I, I had some overlap, a pretty solid overlap with those nations. But I was I was going with nations that didn't previously have a COVID problem. And for whatever reason, maybe that nation is almost geographically functionally like an island, um, perhaps in some regards. But, you know, one way or another, um, our numbers were almost identical. Yeah, almost identical. And and I think this makes sense. You're just not going to have, um, you know, you're you're definitely not going to have large outbreaks of respiratory illness in the same way on, you know, tropical islands, uh, you know, places that just aren't um, just climates that aren't suitable for that particular form of illness. Yeah. And, and so so to me, um uh, going back to this slide, that was uh, th for this study confirms what I'm saying. I found also another study on on uh, uh, viral vectors uh, from 2015 that sh that was sh that showed it's not in there, but that sh that shows it actually is creating coagulation. Okay, so this this is not new. You know, this is this is not new. Now, the so why uh, why is nobody noticing this? You know, well, I, I frankly, frankly, everybody's resisting. Um, everybody's resisting to that. But let, let me, let me, let me, let me back off a minute. Dentists are asked to watch out for that. Okay, do you know what you know when when you get a nerve block? What the percentage chance if they don't check for aspiration is that they would actually inject into in, into the vein? Four percent. Okay, and when they do, it's a, it's it's really not good. Um, it's up to eleven percent in a mandibular block. I'm not so sure what a mandibular block is, but eleven percent—that's enormous. Okay, so thinking that we're it's going to be one in ten thousand the muscle is is really um, not being reasonable. Or, or yeah, right. we can really we can we can toss out 1936 studies. Uh, uh, yeah. Almost, almost entirely. Anyhow, okay. So, and 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 the, I, 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 I must say, I had a um, a friend. I don't know if he's listening. Or, well, a, a gentleman who reached out to me from New York, who who's an actor, uh, um, and and a former bodybuilder, who 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 wanted to chat with me one day, and and we were chatting about this, and he said, "Of course, Mark, it's it's common to inject uh, intravenously when you inject intramuscularly." I was like, "Wow." You're the first one who tells me that, you know, I've been, you know, Steve and I have been asking for, for had been asking for almost a year about that. And nurses and doctors say, no, it's very rare. It's very rare. He says, no, no, it, we know in, in, in bodybuilding, we inject intramuscularly ourselves quite a well. Well, by the way, we do that often. We're pretty professional. We have practiced it for a long time. And, um, and we know despite aspiration. The number was two percent. So, so there's a, a study that showed that mm -hmm. one shot out of fifty was intra intravenous. Now that's with aspiration. Imagine we haven't been doing aspiration, and all the you know, I have I have a, a small a smaller than yours uh, re readership base on on COVID misbusters, but but uh, I've ha I have a number of nurses uh, professors who. And they tell me, Mark, it's crazy. This is this is absolutely insane. We were trained 30, 40 years ago to do that. The fact that we're not doing it on six billion people is, is criminal. Um, now let me let me go back to the fourth 
path pathology because that's um, the the least visible. I mean, it's it's it, it's the the most uh, um, cynical pathology. Let's be say I'm not so sure if cynical is the right way, but it, it's it's not immediate um, and and it's it's um, it's very logical, uh, but it but I think it's 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 a breakthrough. Okay. Um, and that is endothelial permeability. It's the fact that by vaccinating and 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 sending those nanoparticles or or other um, attenuated vaccines into directly into our our bloodstream, what we do is we poke holes into our endothelium, and it stays that way. Okay. Um, um, sometimes it's transient, sometimes it, it stays that way. But what's really, um, uh, and that everybody will understand, uh, you don't need to be a doctor or, or be a bi biologist to understand that, is that evolution, or God, whichever one you choose, has given us the endothelium. It's an organ, okay? It's, it's, a, it's a vascular system. What it does is, 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 is magic, it it is it filtrates the blood and creates milk okay it protects um it it lets it 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 leaks out the exact number of, of of immune cells you need from the the blood uh from the bone marrow um it it leaks up and regulates everything that requires an hormones uh and it protects a number of areas that are very um uh, sensitive to uh, to being attacked by immune cells, for example, the brain. If you have too many immune cells attacking your brain, it grow, it starts swelling, you die. Or or if it, if it if your immune cells go, get into um, into your uh, your reproductive system, you could you can become sterile. Now, what I'm saying is, in 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 a number of cases, it has it's been proven. Actually, there's a study. Uh, from Japanese uh, team that has shown that the vaccines create permanent permeability of the endothelium in the heart. Okay, now there's no reason that this could would happen only in the heart. It's going to happen for all the blood tissue barriers, all of them. There's no question. And what are they? What are they? So you have you have the blood brain barrier. Okay, it's been documented and proven that if you have leaks in the blood-brain barrier, it triggers neurodegenerative disease. It's okay. And depending on where that leak is, you'll have a different type of, um, uh, of neurodegenerative disease. If you have it in the gray, gray um, white matter area, it'll be Alzheimer's. If you have it in the basal ganglia, it will be Parkinson, etc. <coughs> so what I'm saying is, well, maybe we should investigate why Alzheimer's has been exploding these past 20 years, because it might be vaccine related. Now, other, what are the other brain, blood brain barriers? Well, you have everything related to, to maternal, uh, to, you know, to give, you know, uh, the, the placenta, uh, the blood placental barrier is, is fundamental. It's growing as the baby, as the fetus grows. So if you hit it, of course you're going to have um, 
uh, either babies who are atrophied because they are not getting enough uh, of what the blood is supposed to provide, uh, or you're you're just going to kill the baby because you're going to open up the the barrier and you're, you're going to feed it stuff it's not supposed to get. Okay, there's no there's no question in my mind that this is happening. Okay, the other element is the blood milk barrier. Okay, again, you're opening up, up a door. And, and the door is there to protect the, 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 the newborn You're get, and, and to, to feed him only what he or she needs. If you break it down, well, you get blood that, that or you get milk that actually is, is bloody in a way. So it's darkish, it's brownish, right? But that, that's not the problem. Uh, the problem is that you know you're poisoning your your child you know it because you've removed a filter exactly you, 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 evolution has created this filter if you've removed it you're poisoning the kid no question nobody can you know it's 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 logical you know it's logical i'll continue i continue with this um you 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 also have um as i said the reproductive system the um it's a topic I, I, I know a bit because there's a gene that is expressed all mostly there in, in the, in the testis um, and, and most likely also in the oversight for, 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 for women. But basically what it does is it reconstructs, it's a gene that uh, once it's expressed um, um, is, is going to help rebuild your telomeres. Okay, not yours, actually, your kids' telomeres. So your kids have, you know, long telomeres because because that's, you know... Explain telomeres to the audience. Okay, so telomeres is, is like... Um, it's like a tail on, on, on our uh, DNA. And it, it, it's, it's, it's an anchoring uh, element for, 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 for DNA uh, when, you, when you need to split the cells and, and, and the DNA needs to be split. So over the years, that that sort of tails gets destroyed. Okay, it, it get and, and and we age in in large part because our telomeres are are get 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 sh shrink shrink. Um, uh, I know about that because in cancer, actually, cancer reappropriates itself this gene to repair tumors. Yeah, it's almost like uh, it's it's the ticking sands of the time clock. Um, you know, exactly. these, these things help help with repair throughout life. <clears throat> and uh, the longer you're telling me your start, the the better. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, you, you can have uh, even intergenerational, um, you know, um, health effects. So, so the important thing is that it's very rarely expressed in our body, right? And so, if 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 you open up the, the, the blood testis barrier or the blood epidemial barrier, both, both barriers in, in, in man uh, reproduction, you're going to let in immune cells. And these immune cells are going to find the expression of a gene they don't know. So they're going to attack it. And you're going to have lower sperm counts. What do we find in Israel? Lower sp sperm count. Okay. So that's for reproduction. And it's we're seeing really uh, lower fertility rates in many Western countries. And, and exactly. some, people, some people debated whether or not this is just okay because things are so harsh, lockdowns, whatever. People just aren't choosing to have as many kids. Inflation made life harder. Um, but 
uh, I, I, actually, I'll, I'll mention this. Um, uh, last night um, when I was live streaming, I talked about the, the data from the military health database. And there is uh, between a 34 and 50% increase in 2021 of genitourinary um, disorders or you know, ambulatory reports. Okay. Um, so, you know, that, that's, that's, <laughs> um, that fits your theory. No, but it, I mean, I don't know if that's that's related to 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 that specific part or an organ, the organ part. But but fundamentally, so so you have um, you know you have all these hormonal um, uh, problems, which if you you need to understand, the, the, these these blood tissue barriers are regulatory. They're they're basically they're they're just they they get signals from the blood. And they release. Okay, if if the doors are open, there's no release anymore, right? So, um, so that's you. You can get. You know, I I realized, for example, my old mother. My mother is is 86 years old, and I thought she had she had escaped the, um, damage from the, the vaccine. Okay, but it looks like not because she has she she found she had shingles and she'd had it for months and she hadn't seen it. Okay, so it means she got hit. We know that we know we know shingles and 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 the reason shingle reappears is it it's basically um, it's vaccine AIDS basically it's it's your, your temporarily your immune system is lowered down its capacity is lowered down. My theory is that the tissue the blood bone marrow barrier is open, and therefore you need to understand that the bone marrow is a maturing area where your immune cells are maturing if 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 they're immature right they get into the bloodstream and they will never mature and so for that for that specific part you will have um lord uh, immune capabilities for some time so that explains accelerated cancer because cancer you know i've worked i worked in cancer modelization quite a bit it's all about tumor numbers versus uh, lymphocyte numbers, right? If you have specific lymphocyte numbers that can control the, 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 the cancer, uh, most of, then, then it, it's not going to grow. If it's growing, it's still doing the work, right? It's still, you know, but and, if- and, and by the way, for, for the audience um, you know, listening, uh, there's been some debate over the cancer research. It looks like, um, from what I've heard, the cancers that we are seeing in increased numbers are blood cancers. Uh, lymphomas, soft tissue cancers, not not necessarily all cancers, but um, I, I've heard testicular cancers. Um, so again, this this seems to be consistent with your model. Yeah, I mean, blood cancers. I need to understand why how it works, but but I, I think shingles is very clear. Okay, if you have shingles reappearing, it means your immune system has been lowered. Okay, there's no question. Um, and, and, and there's some very interesting things going on with hormones. Now, you know, um, if you um, and my, one of my my mom's uh, problem is actually she's retaining water. OK, so she, she's like, I'm getting fat and like, mom, you're not getting fat. You're you're basically retaining too much water. OK. And if you look at what's going on, well, basically vasopressin, which is a, a, a diuretic, an antidiuretic, which is a way to retain water, seems to be, at least that's my theory, and I'm trying to get the doctors to check that now, is, is being released. And she's being flooded with that, so she's retaining too much water. 
um, if if I if we don't do something well, she's, she she will die because of that. Now, if you push that to sexual or um, you know sexual sexual hormones, you're going to get um, higher levels of sexual hormones in the bodies of various uh, of people. Now they might feel it or not feel it, but their partner might feel it. So the whole shedding, you know, I I, I wrote a piece because. I took a lot of flack from a lot of, 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 of women um, who said, well, Mark, you're saying that the, the, the spike shedding um, doesn't occur. And I believe it doesn't occur. The numbers are not there. But um, hormonal shedding might. Okay. When, 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 you know, when, when, for example, when in a covenant, all the women uh, uh, are uh, basically get their period, their menstrual cycles aligned. It's because in the there's 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 shedding in in the air, and there's so many of them that at one point everybody uh, it's a it's a it's a mathematical harmony. It's uh, a sync. You know, you probably read sync that book. You know, it's it's exactly that what's happening now. I believe that hormonal shedding to the unvaccinated is causing that i've i've I, i've quite i've i've set up a questionnaire for 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 and many women and men were kind enough to answer to it the the explosion for example of decidual cast in unvaccinated is crazy there's been more um decidual cast is some kind of a um it, it, basically the um um i don't remember what it, the, the the decidual is, is 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 basically in 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 the uh, you know what you're supposed to lose when you have your your menstrual cycle becomes hardened, and and most likely um, it's it's because of of a hormone that's over secreted or produced in 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 the male partner, and during sexual intercourse there's so there's a, a, a flush of hormones that's creating that. There's, there's, there were 40 cases in the history in the last 100 years, 40 cases in the last 110 years in the scientific literature of decidual caps. There's thousands of them now, thousands. Um, so I think the, the whole shedding uh, story and, and the whole um, impact of um, unvaccinated by vaccinated is, is more tied to this hormonal shedding then it which is is would be in much higher quantities by the way right um in terms of yeah. nanograms per, per liter and, and just to be clear uh, there are people getting shingles who did not get vaccinated okay that's a different story i i think that there might be some is but if you if somebody has shingles um you know clearly also if people's immune systems are lower um, and they get they 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 have shingles. They're going to pass it along. They're, they're you know they, that's that's also, of course that's that's going to happen in, in a big way, uh, because then you get higher doses of virus. Uh, um, uh, so you so that 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 can occur. I, but, I've also heard of discussion amongst um, um, midwives that they're seeing more problems with um, with placentas. Yeah, yeah, I mean, including among women who were not vaccinated. Okay, that's that's something I don't understand. Uh, but there might be uh, there, there might be some effects uh, going on through through um, uh, through intercourse. Um, I, I find that hard to believe that these. Uh, you know, I 
the problem with people vaccinated having problems uh, is that they their insurance don't pay. Um, so a lot of people are saying it's not the vax, it's the COVID or whatever, and then they you know and then then it screws up all our. our I, I I I don't believe that's. I believe those people are vaccinated. I I would say, but um, I could be wrong. Then I then I need to understand. But you you see, the, my theory is more a principle of cytotoxic products injected directly into the in, into, into the bloodstream and and it includes so so here's what really is interesting so when i wrote this piece a few weeks ago somebody made fun of me and it happens and it's okay um someone made fun of me and said well by this account if a bee stings you and it gets into um uh into, into yeah put 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 this is uh, maybe not this, but the last uh, the last one where it, it showed. Yeah, this one. Oh, well, this one is all that you know. I, but but it was very just. So this person said, then it applies also to the B, and and he was laughing out loud like it was completely stupid. And then I said, well, it's not stupid at all. You're saying, it just so happens that if you look at. A bee sting. A bee sting is actually higher, high, has a higher dose of toxin than than a wasp. Okay, it's much more. A bee is much more dangerous. Um, but you know, we've all been stung by bees and we didn't die. But there's quite a few people who die of bee uh, uh, of being stung by a bee. And uh, what if? What if it's because when they sting you, it goes directly into your blood bloodstream and does exactly the same thing. And I can tell you, the num the numbers are big. I mean, a, 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 a bee, the poison a bee injects is pretty big. So it's very interesting because it does very limited necrosis at a local level. It, it obviously goes to the bloodstream, um, but it's a bit like a saline bag. So we all get stung, you know, regularly by bees, and it does no nothing. But if it gets directly into your bloodstream, it creates the same bolus. Same problem. The only difference with this is it doesn't have PEG, so it hits your 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 lungs and you st your lungs start collapsing. Okay, and, and and that's where you you and, and you start dying. Your 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 basically you got toxin in your lung and your your alveoles are dying. Um, but it, what's interesting, you see, I I don't see anything. I I've been trying to poke holes into my theory for for a year. And what I'm seeing is it's very, it, it makes perfect sense. There's, and it is more and more consistency. It is consistent and it is consistent also with the pathologies we're seeing. Okay. It, every single one of them. I, this explains, I have, you know, I was discussing uh, yesterday, I was uh, changing with Jessica and I was saying, Jessica, I can explain every single one of those AEs with those four buckets I have, all of them. Uh, after that, you know, it goes to your ear, um, or to the labyrinth, uh, um, even even the, the, the retinal, uh, you know, even the retinal, uh, the blood retinal uh, barrier is a problem, okay? Anyhow, so, so this is, broadly speaking, I don't know how much time we've been speaking and if people want to have questions or whatever, yeah, here's one. Could potential immunosuppressive effect be a factor in higher 
I'm not so sure what he means by C rates, but Can cancer rates. Yes, of course. Uh, well, not. Um, I, I, I'm not so sure about. Um, I, I don't understand how he would create cancer. Okay, but but if it would it enable cancer to emerge when it shouldn't? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, cancer. Um, I've studied cancer a lot. I know cancer fairly well. I've helped a lot of friends, and and I've studied mathematical. Uh, models of cancer. Um, just, you know, um, tying your immune system, uh, you know, hands hands behind the back is not a good idea when you have cancer. So it's this isn't about anything like generating new mutations. This is about um, your body being handcuffed when it would possibly take care of a cancer. Yes, I, I this it's that's one point I've I, I've had long discussions with many of my friends uh, about about genetic mutations. I I don't believe in that theory for, for, for not that it's not possible. It's possible in vivo. Uh, I, I'm saying I trust the immune system. If for, first of all, for two reasons, one, if if it if that mutation happens, it means that it's been transfected in a big way. Or it's been hit in a big way by by, by a crazy amount of, of a spike. That will mean that that spike disappears. It's going to be destroyed, hundred percent chance. So it's going nowhere. And if let's say that doesn't happen, um, then that that gene will be expressed at one point. And the day that gene expresses that novelty, it's it's going to be highly immunogenic because the spike is high has been. Desi most likely designed to be immunogenic okay so the immune system will destroy that cell no matter what so i you know if people i understand the possibility but the immune system will take care of it that's what it does in in the vast majority of time now if there's something else happening as a byproduct for me it's too far far out i i i, I try to st stick to things that um, that I can um, control, and I don't like um, house of cards, uh, house of card assumptions. You know, you build a whole house of cards with assumptions, 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 and you end up with something that is, um, in my view, uh, crazy or fantasy. I'm seeing a lot of that right now. I'm getting a lot of flack. I don't do that. I mean, the immune system does that. You know, we're having, I was having a discussion today on the spike. I'm trying to tell our camp it's not the spike. I have six or seven ways um, to falsify the hypothesis that it's the circling spike. Okay. Uh, and, and everybody's coming up with all sorts of um, arcane, sophisticated ways to do it, but it still doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. You know, it's funny um, because uh, people have been, yeah, you talked about somebody trying to like make fun of you uh, on, on your Substack article, but that's the way a lot of discourse has taken place uh, during the pandemic. It's really the way discourse has moved over the last um, you know several decades, uh, gradually toward um, you know, I, I, there's sort of a narcissistic class of educated people who argue not by not by reasons and warrants, but by um, sort of a assumption of you know this would already be broadly known. And understood, it would become common knowledge already if you were correct. 
Yeah, yeah. Right? It, and therefore, you must not be. And therefore, you must be sort of a, a and that's that's their proxy marker for a pseudoscience purveyor. Where yeah, what, I completely what, what agree they're actually doing is, is pushing back against real scientific thinking. Yeah, I, I agree. I, to be honest with you, I, there's something that, that, that I hadn't realized. You know, science is about, you know, it, to be a very good scientist, you need to be extremely proficient at data observation and hypothesis um, uh, production and then validation. Um, that's what consultants in, in strategy and management do. I mean, at least the good ones. Um, and when they do that, they do that four, five, ten times a day. Okay, every day they say, "Well, how come this is happening?" Well, okay, let's let's check this hypothesis. We do that, so it becomes second nature. I, you know, scientists, all our friends, scientists, they, they do that in best case twice in a year. Okay, they do that twice in a year. They it takes them so long. To, 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 to test an hypothesis, um, they put so much energy into it, etc. They, they are not very proficient at that. that. That's for sure. That's the first point I'm making. The other point I'm getting is a very interesting one, is as if it were a, a scientific um, th theorem, is they say, oh, but Mark, it cannot be the, you know, the only reason, right? course there's multiple fight factors in my theory okay but they say no no but it can't be the only reason it's it, it it's like saying well you look at you know earth uh nature's wonder and you can say well mark it can't be just the sun water uh elements and gravity right it can't it can be it ha look it's so too it's too sophisticated it's too complicated but it is <laughs> the reality of it is and, uh, you know, uh, that person who asked the question before, they also brought something up um, that, that's that's a, probably too difficult a conversation no, um, for us to have. But the, the methyl no, pseudouridine. Um, I'm going to be I'm going to answer this. And it's I, I mean, I've discussed that with Kevin McKernan, who, whom I I I love dearly. He's a really good friend like you. I, I think. I take a different approach to things. I'm not scared of everything that's new or that's, you know. I, I basically say, look, hold on a second. We humans have created this thing and we think we're so great. But, you know, nature has done that a million times before us. Okay, for sure. And it, it and and the immune systems dealt with it. No problem. There is no reason why this, you know, th th the first point is the immune system can deal with it. One. Uh, the second point is a lot of people have been talking about amyloid. It's 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 fear mongering in my view. Okay, our camp is doing fear mongering with that. Prions, okay, scaring the shit out of everybody with prions. Okay, well, hold on a second. There, nobody is saying that we are getting prions in our bodies every day. Every day there are proteins misfolding. Okay, so let's stop, you know, lying to people that prions or amyloids is 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 the is the apocalypse it isn't the immune system has antibodies to 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 deal with amyloids yeah and, and if i could toss this in um like you know people like um it may be that there is something like a several thousand percent increase 
in um, you know in in you know some demographics having prion disease, but that's to say that it's so rare that you know it, it, you might have a few dozen extra people in the entire United States who have prion disease. So perhaps that's real, but it's it's a it's a tiny proportion of the harms. Is that is that fair? Yeah, but 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 again, again, um, if if you look at prion and Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's is is you know is, is caused by prions or uh, amyloids uh, uh, caused by aluminium, etc. Okay, but that's that's looking at the finger and and, and not 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 showing showing the real the real root cause. The real root cause is there's the, the blood-brain barrier has been breached. If it's breached, you have stuff that's not supposed to enter the brain and where there isn't the immune system to deal with that. Okay? So you have antiprions, antibodies in the rest of the body, but you don't have them in the brain. Or you have them, if you have a leak, maybe some of it is coming in, but over the years, it's going to stack up, okay? It's, for me, it's very clear. It, when you look at this, there's, there's a beautiful study. It's it, uh, um, called um, Blood-Brain Barrier Breakdown, um, uh, and its influence on, on neurodegenerative disease, something like that, that, that shows the direct correlation, okay? It's not the other way around. It's, it's not... It's it's you know it's it's not because you have prion that you're you're having a leak. It's the leak that enables prions, in my view. And so, you know, um, I don't I don't think that's a, a, ma a major problem. What is the problem is we've damaged the BBB of some people. We've 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 we've, we've damaged the aorta of some people, and they're going to die of aneurysm and you know uh, of blood of arterial failure. Um, we're 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 poisoning our our, our our you know through breastfeeding um our, our our newborns with you know toxic milk um so here's a question um why do why do we see higher uh covid19 rates right after vaccination because they're not covid19 they're vaccinating their their vaccination symptoms but we have these uh, higher positive test rates. Or, well, well, you do test rates at whatever. You do test rates at forty-five until they're they're, they're not it's, uh, test rates are you know you know that we've we've had this discussion. No, I mean I I've had this conversation with my my children every time they had a friend that that had COVID they said it's crazy he had his vaccine two days earlier. Well, here, here's a thought: if there's um, any kind of damage going on, if if the the increase in positive test rates could be due to an off-target amplicon that winds up circulating for for whatever reason who knows um but you know i, I suppose it, it may not be it, it may be off-target amplicons plus the expression of harm from the vaccination so uh, i'm just i don't, I don't know what that that out there's a possibility sorry uh, what's an amplicon i don't know what it is Oh, oh, um, Amplicon is that's that's what gets replicated uh, when you run a PCR. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so uh, uh, off-target Amplicons sometimes they get swept up in the process and then they they also multiply. Um, so anyhow, um, anyhow, um, I, I know it's been a long it's it's been a long discussion. Um, uh, I don't know if if you know I'm I, I'm happy to continue, but. Uh, 
I think I, you know, yeah, well, thanks, so, you know, we could, we could wrap things up here. Um, you know, you, you've, you've put out this theory. Um, I, I felt it was important enough uh, over the months. I felt like, um, like I understood your theory better and, and that I understood it, that, that mechanistically it looked closer to the data. And so I've moved gradually toward it. Um, yeah. You know, I still have my mind open. I, you know, there, there's plenty that we don't know still, but um, it, it, it's very important that people hear the story that you have yeah. to tell and be thinking about this, because I do think that, that you have something that explains a whole lot. You have a model that explains a whole lot at once. And I have not seen it, you know, part of the conversation elsewhere. And maybe, maybe there is somebody else talking about something similar. If there is, you know, if there's somebody in the audience who's seen somebody else talking about anything like this, you know, connect us, you know, please, uh, please yeah, drop I, us I mean, a line I, in a comment. I, I you know, I, I'd like to say, you know, before we before we wrap this up, first, first of all, there's a lot of, you know, very senior scientists who've, who, who've congratulated me on this and said, you know, of course, it makes sense. Uh, you know, there's some doctors like, doc, you know, Roger Hodkinson, when when I sent him stuff, he basically publicly said, it's obvious that this is happening. Okay. Um, as well as Dr. Hirsch, um, uh, um, my friend, uh, Michael Leavitt, uh, Nobel Prize in Chemistry, when I, I, I shared that on the blood brain barrier, uh, testified it was very, you know, very good science. Um, uh, you know, there's, there's numerous, you know, um, scientists that are supporting this. John Campbell has been, ha has been very, um, vocal he's not vocal but he's been he's been saying you know there's this problem because when you inject into into the bloodstream you get a taste in the mouth right even i think it's cbs uh had a report on that it's you can go and on a metal taste in it's and they say taste, yeah. relatively in common but it it's not that in common um so 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 the materiality what i want to say is is this it, it for me it's not a theory it's a principle because every single aspect is proven the fact that it can happen is proven it's been proven historically it's been proven there um and it's consistent okay so one i accidental iv happens and it happens in percentage points that's a certainty that's proven after that a bolus if you push like that quickly is created that's physics okay um i don't you know there are books that thick on that that's how you deliver drugs in concentration so that's a certainty Whew. transfection is a certainty okay we know it's happening because it's producing spike so transfection is happening in a concentrated way that's a certainty okay and the other certainty is that if the transfection is, is highly concentrated, it's going to be just like if you had stripped or burned your, your skin. It's, that's, you know, that's normal. Our bodies are not meant to do that. Our, our evolution never evolved towards that because we never have had that. Okay? When you have a bee sting you in the bloodstream directly into the bloodstream you die full stop you don't evolve to it or maybe some did i don't know maybe some get have a ton of antibodies that that that, that they can contain that but if they haven't they can't 
so you know so this whole story is is confirmed i'm fighting people who are who are who are telling me about hypotheses on on circulating spike which are assumption after assumption after assumption of assumption i'm sorry it's not the same level of science and to finish to finish if ever people are forced to get vaccinated one thing aspiration absolutely very 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 slow injection two minutes potentially very slow injection okay and that needs you, you need to ask that for mmr for your kids okay and they do mmr yellow fever smallpox chickenpox uh and probably a few others so so part of what could potentially save vaccine science is a different way to handle the injections yes i i do absolutely even though i have serious uh, doubts on the fact that we're injecting and we're um hitting the endothelium in such a way even intra intramuscularly i i i do think you know it, you, every time you do that your endothelium is aging okay if you repeat that the way we've done it for example after four of these vaccines even if it's intramuscular you can i don't know how how many billions of cells you've destroyed that will have slow, but slow injection would minimize the harms it, you will you will you will minimize the harms the, the adverse effects but you will age the person more okay in a grand way and i'm frankly i'm not sure that's needed there's a way we could have done we could have had mucosal immunity frankly it's much better the to, to have uh, uh, the mucus uh, hit maybe in in the mouth or in the tonsils or or in the guts uh, than than to hit uh, the end the the um, the vascular system in such a way so we're gonna have to revisit vaccines I mean anyhow we we need to because these you know they're they're not effective um, um, they could never have been effective for the elderly um, because the elderly who were dying of COVID didn't have an immune system in the first place. So how the vaccines work with a, you know, functional immune system. And the young work. people didn't need it. And the young people didn't need it. And on top of that, the vaccine creates a, 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 a reactive systemic immunity when what you need is a preemptive mucosal immunity, which is basically you have an immunity where it's not needed. It's needed outside in the mucus to prevent it from entering. It's not needed as much inside because inside we already had like six you know through um through uh, cross immunity we already had 65 or 70 percent of the of the code anyhow we've been way too long i know matthew i'm sorry i apologize i hope it was no no it's great i you know i'm so glad to give you, you know, whatever time that you need to um to explain as much of this as you can so that people can hear it and be thinking about it because i i think that you're right this is um you know this model um it, it explains, a, you know, so much broad data more simply without the need for uh, assumptions or induction, in, you yeah. know, in, in our thinking. You know, the, the more the more places where you can go wrong in a model, um, the more likely it is to be wrong. But, um, you know, you, you've you've gone back and found, you know, um, found uh, some of the historical information that was needed for for this yeah. to be coherent. And so um, I would encourage you, you know, keep keep practicing telling the story also, 
because I think that at this point, um, you, you've moved to a level with all of this where, um, you know, being an educator and a communicator uh, is a next step. And so the more yeah. times that you tell the story and, and you know, um, maybe have a, a, a set of slides that, that um, relates it to other people, because yeah. I, I know that it took me hearing this in fragments over the oh. weeks. In, in, in order to in order to um, pay but, you know, it was, to it and then and then go to bed thinking about it a couple of times, right? But you know, it was work in process. No, let, let's be clear. I I I, I untangled this. I, I wrote a piece uh, um, on Biz News that won an award last year. It was read three hundred thousand times on natural immunity and and vaccine immunity. And and in that piece, I talk about. Uh, I was one of the first ones to talk about. Spike toxicity. I was one of the first ones to talk about um, uh, uh, the uh, the uh, the uh, the Stephali S E P. You know that was added. Oh, Staphylococcus. Yeah, caucus. Yeah, yeah. And 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 at the time, I said, well, it looks. You know, people are telling me the spike is 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 toxic. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe that's it. It's it maybe, you know, and I, I, I was, you know, I was open to, to that being the problem. But then as, as time went on, it just didn't, just didn't pan out is it for me, you know, the, for, I'm going to be honest with you. The, the, the trigger to me was like, my son called me up and said, I'm, you know, he was overworked and, and, and I checked his blood work. I, I, I asked for D dimers. And he had perfect D-dimers. He was perfect. So I said, okay. So what we're seeing in the streets is that, you know, a lot of people are okay. A lot of people, are, too many people. It's a crazy number. Huh? The number, I, I think, I think we've hurt 600 million people globally. Okay. So it's enormous number, but it's not, it's not 8 billion people. Okay. It's probably 8% of the population. And and a lot of them in the in the in the in in the six hundred will heal, okay. A lot of them will heal. Thank God, or have healed. Thank God. Okay. So, but uh, and so that's uh, that's when I acknowledge that, you know, poison is is universal. If I give you poison, if I give it to an elderly, you you, you die. I die. Okay. Poison is universal. If people of different age groups, et cetera, are getting a poison and they're not, some are not dying and some are dying, something means it's not a poison, something else. There's another factor. It cannot be, you know, um, it, it can't be. And, and after that, my whole point was around this concentration. Why is it con concentrated? How come it's concentrated? And then I went in bolus, understood how it was done with drugs, et cetera. So that's why... You didn't necessarily, I apologize for it because it was, for me, it was, it was work in process. I'm not, you know, I'm neither a biologist. Oh yeah. No need to apologize. I mean, that's the way science no. happens. You know, no, but it's, it's, we, it's, we kick around ideas, we discuss them and that's why we have the meetings, right? Exactly. Exactly. If there are other questions, I'm happy to answer. I don't know. I, I don't answer to things. D-dimers doesn't pick up microclots. Uh, yeah, maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's true. Uh, D-dimers, uh, yes, SCB, yeah. That's not a question. 
All right. Well, uh, thanks so much for taking the time, Mark, sharing your time with okay. us. And, um, you know, uh, to me, this was educational. Every time we talk, um, I, I feel like I, I, you know, have a better sense of of how all the data fits the model. And now, you know, uh, going through my data again, I'm able to think about this each time I open up, you know, one of my spreadsheets or, or you know, one of my analyses. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not seeing, you know, anything that, that contradicts this. I'd like, uh, I'd, I'd like, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know if I do though, you know, if I, if I have questions to yeah. shoot at you, I'll send you an email. I'd love to, I mean, I, you know, some people have been talking about um, the fact that SIDS disappeared in 2020 because and apparently I, I would love to, to, if you have that data from, from the CDC to see the vaccination rates of kids uh, past years, this year and then SIDS past years and this year. Right. Um, I have heard, but I haven't done the data analysis and I don't have access to the data. And frankly, I don't have the time to do it. I know you, you have your, you do that like uh, in, in like 15 minutes, you do it. If, if that's in my view, it's a, I, I know correl correlation is not causation, but still. <laughs> still right but uh you know part of part of bradford hill is if you remove the variable and then you see the problem go away then that's a real good sign of causality right exactly so, so um and, and i've heard this discussion i know that people have looked at this and i've heard that yeah that that sids um the sids numbers collapsed uh and and with it you know child vaccination you know collapsed so uh, there's a there's a very reasonable chance that that's the case so the the other thing i was i was hoping to do but i we we the, the question i have is, is is a very i'm having doubts on cancer too i mean i mean like now i'm like saying are you know are people getting cancer because they got vaccinated you know uh you know is it is it is that is that the trigger or i mean i'm sure there are other triggers when you're stressed you you know you, you lose your a, a loved one or something. maybe that that's also something but i i'd love to do a correlation between vaccination dates and and cancer rates right um it, you know some of what people say is increasing cancer is does appear to me to be a, a pull forward effect where people weren't having them diagnosed and now they're having them diagnosed uh when you look at the overall trends cancer trends were going up you know in general so it, it, it's tough to tease out but i i like your explanation about um you know it, it it's, it's a, a you know immune suppression. The body takes care of a lot of things. I think that that it fits what we see with retroviruses. Also, we we're seeing retroviruses emerge, and I wonder. I I'm betting it's not newly transmitted. I'm betting that that the immune system was keeping it under wraps before, and that would and that might be true with a with a certain number of cancers also. And yeah. and again, you know, it's it's like we see just certain systems, hematologic disorders. You know, among the different major diagnostic categories, hematologic disorders seem to be the ones that went up the most. You know, everything does seem to be surrounding the blood, you know, as, as I mean, it's it's, you know, that's the part where I, I, I have problems with the spike thing, because the spike would not go would go everywhere. OK, we'll go in the tissue, et cetera. Um, the NLPs will mostly be stuck into into the circulatory system and and transfect there um i it, it's it's obvious that the vaccines adverse events are vascular 100 
And, and even even the immune system reduction, it may be that, um, you know, like the lower numbers of like CD8 cells, that could well, just be, you know. That's exactly what I'm telling you. Those troops it, I, are getting used up. Yeah. No, no. They're, well, you can have that. But no, but that's that, the point. I, so I, I'm sorry I wasn't clear enough. If you destroy the blood uh, bone marrow barrier and, and those immature, they're called hematopoietic cells. Or, um, uh, if, if, if they're, these immatures are, are, are basically uh, released in the blood, at least that part of the bone marrow's uh, uh, contribution to lymphocyte is gone. So you, you, you have bone marrow all over your body. There's a fair chance that not all of it is, is destroyed, thank God. But there's, there's a chance that maybe 30% or 40% of it is for two weeks or three weeks, the time to repair, uh, completely down. The time to repair and, and, and mature, right? So let's say, let's say you, that's, I, I, I'm, that's, that's an assumption it's a it's fact-based assumption it, it it's logical but i can't prove it okay um but but it it's it, it's very very probable that's what's happening right people um people paying attention to cancer rates keep an eye out for this uh if, if mark's um model is correct then um then we then we should see more hematologic cancers associated cancers blood cancers um more lymphatic cancers um soft tissue cancers perhaps but not all cancers i don't know i i, I know i don't know i mean my, my theory it should be all cancers very quickly and it's it's it shouldn't change the at least my theory doesn't change the the number of cancers it's it changes the speed of the cancer uh it, it basically it's it, it's you have a cancer um, and instead of dying in uh, four years or, or actually, you know, surviving, you die in two months. That's that's the difference. It's just it's just an exponential fighting an exponential and you reduce one exponential, which is the, the, the T cells production. And you just you have this explosion of tumors. Um, it's it's uh, it's scary. It's I, I, I had said um yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, and just just to mention, um, uh, you know, and um, Jeffrey Morris and I very often disagree on many points during the pandemic, but Jeffrey Morris wrote up a post where um, he walked through cancer trends, and then showed what a pull forward analysis might look like, and mm -hmm. uh, what you know, I sometimes agree with ethical skeptic. I disagree with him here. Um, I, I agree with uh, with Jeffrey Morris that it looks to me like a pull forward effect, at least for the broader numbers of cancers. No, but the numbers again, that, again, yeah. I'm not saying that that we aren't seeing some cancers increase, but I don't think that it's like you know, explode like. And, you know, and, and I'm saying the same thing. I'm saying I'm saying what you do is you have existing cancers at different states um, that some people are fighting with a chance or no chance, whatever. What you're doing is 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 you're depleting their armies' fight, and so the, all all cancer starts accelerating, and there you die much much faster, and that's that's I agree. I mean I, I agree. It's it, to to a certain extent, it's actually forwarding them, accelerating them, and making most likely the lethality rate much higher. 
Well, this is an interesting point to end on. Um, yeah, this is a discussion that needs to be continued. But um, you know, the the primary discussion, your model, you know, um, you know, this is in the conversation now. This is this is in the air. It's 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 yeah. been talked about among scientists, mostly privately. Um, you know, between Mark and 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 those Mark communicates with, and he's written some articles on it. And I will I'll put this in an article, and I'll couple the video with with. Um, uh, one or two of your articles, the one that I showed today. And if there's another one that you, that you think I should post with it, uh, just send it to me in an email. But um, thanks so much for joining us today. And, uh, you know, if, if, if you want to update this at any time, just reach out to me. We'll set up a time. Thanks so much for your, your, uh, your time, uh, your questions. And um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you. All Take right. care. It, it's always better the second time, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was. I, I, I knew what was going on with your mind. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Bye.